in a way that makes sense, that engages your clients and helps you close deals? That is the magic question. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios. In today's episode, setting expectations and sales. This is an important topic. You know, uh, I work and ride with salespeople frequently, and I see the best of the best, and then I see people who struggle. And I find that the best of the best do this either on purpose or intuitively. So I have really broken this down for you into four, one, two, three, four, four stages. And here you go. I'm going to give you the four. Beginning, middle, end, and fulfillment. It's like if you could break up your sales process into four quarters, beginning, middle, end, and fulfillment. And think through what type of conversations do you need to have? What are the things you're going to talk about? What are the things you're going to say? How, how are you going to say them? Most salespeople miss out on this because they don't think in terms of steps. They don't think in terms of priorities. They don't think in terms of objections. They don't think in terms of outcomes. They think in terms of like, I'm going to close the deal. And that's cool, but that's like the title of the book. They're missing the chapters in between. They're missing the information in the middle. And when you take a look at it, each expectation leads to the next part of the sales process. Think of it as a ladder. Think of it as uh, parts of a conversation. Once again, like chapters in a book. It's a breakdown. It's some information, then more information. What you need to know is at the end of the day, these conversations matter. You're literally telling the future. You're sharing with somebody what they need to expect, what they're going to go through, what they're going to see. You know, uh, when you jump on an airplane, they do this for you. They go through the whole process of this is how you put a seatbelt on. And, you know, if you're in the exit rows, you have to be over 15 or 18 or whatever the magic number is and have to be willing to help people. And every time they do it, I think of Tommy Boy. Hopefully you do too. But they're literally setting the expectations of the flight. Hey, I'm Bob and I'm at the front here. And we got crew members Jenny and Becky. And if you need anything, let us know. They're going to take care of you. Okay. You go to restaurants. When you go to get a seat at a restaurant, the restaurants do this too. All right, well, your server, Jimmy, is going to be here, and the special of the day is uh, lobster bisque, right? They're, they're setting an expectation. Some places do it very well. Some places suck at it. But think in terms of what are, what are the, what's the nervous energy? What's the nervous energy that the person is going to have in their head? And the reason why this matters is because we all start making stuff up, including me. In, in in absence of information, we make stuff up. Uh, we we start we start thinking things are going to happen that really aren't. We start worrying about things that never are going to go through, and we start creating objections in our head. So the way that you stop this is you don't allow for people to make the objection in their head. 
what you do is you get them used to what is going to happen, what they should expect, setting expectations. And you can work out the common problems, the common objections, and think of this like as a greased chute. Think of this as like a slide, a slide of information. Okay, Think of this as like a logical order for the person to, to have an experience. You're telling a story. You're relaying steps. And so one of the ways that you can make this work for you is you, you, you work out the steps. You literally take a piece of paper, draw a timeline, and you, you say, here is what is going to happen. Here is what to expect. Okay. And these conversations should be really cool and really easy. They're not like overbearing. They're not like heavy. They're just a conversation. Yeah, here's what to expect. Here's what you're going to get. This is These are the things. I've got more for you, just so you know. I've got a lot outlined here in the show notes. And you don't want to be weird about it. Like weirdness, weirdness or bad energy, it turns into objections. You want to be matter of fact, but still at the same time, be really cool, really easy. Really cool, really easy. Like, hey, pass the salt. Really cool, really easy. Hey, can I get another roll? Really cool, really easy. Hey, I want another piece of some pizza. Let's get this done, okay? So think of these these ideas, these concepts, these statements as movie trailers in the mind. Like The thing about a movie trailer is that they're meant to set you at set you up to be excited about a movie. What movies do you like? Do you like thrillers? Do you like dramas? Do you like action hero movies? Like it doesn't matter what they do. They're meant to pique your interest. They're meant to to get your attention and have you go, that sounds pretty freaking interesting. And so it's only part of the story. It's not the whole story. Okay. Part of the story because you need tension. You, you need reveal. So, you know, one of the greatest movies salespeople can watch and it has nothing to do with sales is The Prestige. The Prestige. It's got Christian Bale in it, right? It's got uh, some pretty cool actors. I'll go as far to say as it's got a lot of really cool actors. You got Hugh Jackman, Michael Caine, David Bowie, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, Rebecca Hall. There, there's all sorts of really cool people in this movie. And The Prestige is all about the reveal. It's all about the way that things go down. So, like, if you really want to see a movie that has everything to do with sales, but has nothing to do with sales, it's not a sales movie, you should check out The Prestige. And, you know, the cool thing is this movie came out, I don't know, eight years ago, ten years ago. So it's not like you're like, oh, like 20 bucks for a DVD. It's, it's on, like, Amazon Prime and Netflix. You can check this movie out. So let's go through this. There's some things that you need to know. There's mistakes. There are mistakes. You can make mistakes. I can make mistakes. And so let's start with the very beginning, the one that salespeople really don't always want to hear. And hey, I'm setting an expectation right now. Not practicing the conversation. Look, here's the thing. You all start with a script and you're like, I may not like the script, but then you massage it and you make it your own. These conversations really need to be conversational. So like you you need to practice and own the conversation. You really do. Next up, Next up, not having the conversation. I don't know how many times I've worked with salespeople and I'm like, okay, let's set some expectations for your buyer. What what should they expect? What should they go through? 
what are the feelings they should have? What are, what, what's the story? What, what should they be feeling when you're having a conversation? And then like we, we get into it, we have the conversations, we work it. And then like at the end of the day, they don't implement, they don't put them in. Come on, chop, chop. We worked on it. Put them in, put them in the conversation. <laughs> All right. I want I want to share something with you that salespeople struggle with because like everybody tells you, you got to be positive. You got to be positive. You got to stay positive. You got to be positive. Be positive. Be really positive. Put a smile on your face. All right. Real story. That's fake. I hate to break it to you. It's fake. Nothing in life is like that. There's nothing that's perfect where everything always works out. Like this is fairy tale land. So sometimes setting the expectation means you, you, you're not always saying that everything is going to be perfect. And we're going to get to that a little bit more. You know, your, your company's not perfect. Your service isn't perfect. It's very rare to go online and find a company like with a thousand reviews and have it be a five-star review. Statistically speaking, it doesn't happen. It just, I mean, it can, it can, but it doesn't happen. So in the mind of a buyer, you're like, wait, you're too perfect. You're, you're setting the wrong expectation. You're setting yourself up for failure. And we will get into that. That that's a movie trailer right there. Warranties and guarantees are risk reversals and they're meant to help with protection. They're not meant to only close the deal. So sometimes uh, salespeople will try to set expectations on warranties and guarantees and try to use all that for the risk reversal. And they try to use that for the sole purpose of heavy lifting. So the reason I bring this up is I know I told you there's the beginning, the middle, the end, and then there's also where you're going to have delivery done, fulfillment. Well, one of the mistakes is, is to push way too hard on warranties and guarantees. Just please believe me, seen it lots. So let's break these calls down. We got, we got the four sections. We got four sections for you today. We're going to start at the beginning. All right. Uh, the, the mistake in the beginning is walking right through the door and like, pow, knock the door down. I'm Scott. I got to, I got to set these ground rules and these expectations. It doesn't, that's not normal. Like there's usually a little bit of a dance. There's some rapport, there's conversations. It's not always perfect. Okay. It's not like the second that you sit down with your buyer. Like if, I don't know, if your buyer comes to you and the second you sit down, you're like, look, listen, let me explain this. I have to set some expectations and some ground rules. No, not conversational. Not not normal. Some people, yes, on a Wednesday and a full moon when they stub their toe, they can get out of bed and this would be perfect. It works with them, okay? Knowing that, like, here's what's going to happen is you set expectations and you start painting the picture in the mind of the buyer. They are going to give you pushback. They're going to give you pushback. They really will. What they're going to say is like, look, I haven't made my decision yet. I'm not going with you. Like, you are going to make a when statement. These are all when statements, when we do this, right? Say it with me. When we do this, the buyer's going to come back and go, no, I haven't made my decision yet. Just keep going. Seven to 10 times. I've, 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 like, I've been through so many sales calls where I've taken tallies. Seven to 10 times, the buyer's going to have to say, all right, when we do this. So like you are truly future pacing a sale. That's really what you're doing is you're future pacing the sale. So here's the thing. You want to show up on time. You want to show up on time. This this is a form of setting the expectation. You want to make sure that the person knows that you got there. Now, I, I've been in thousands of homes, and I look at things that other people don't. One of the things that I look at is clocks. 
the digital clock on a wall, the digital clock on a refrigerator, the digital clock in a bedroom. And most clocks are off either direction about three to five minutes, three to five minutes. You're like, Scott, how, how in the world is that supposed to help me? Well, the thing that I learned is if you show up to an appointment three to five minutes early, most people are going to be like, man, you are right on time. That's surprising. You're right on time. That's a surprise. That's a future pace. That's setting an expectation. What's the transaction going to be like? If you show up on time, you've already beat 90% of your competition. Next, take notes. And you're like, what? What does taking notes have to do with setting expectations? Has to do a lot. You know, I, I my mentor, Dr. Kevin Hogan, said, hey, Scott, if you take notes about something that somebody says, it's important information. So if you're sitting and you're listening to me and you're just shaking your head and you're not writing things down, you know, it doesn't mean you're a bad salesperson. It doesn't mean you can't close the deal. doesn't mean that you haven't been trained well. It just means like, hey, this is one area we can tighten everything up and make it happen. You're setting the expectations that that person is important. You're setting the expectations that you're going to listen to them. You're setting expectations that things are going to go well. And one of the things that I teach when I work with call centers is when somebody's upset is say, hey, do you mind if I take some notes? Like I've never had anybody go, no, I don't want you to take notes. They always say yes and then calm down. Super secret trick right there. Okay, you're having your conversation. You are going to point out a small flaw about yourself, about your company, about something you do because it makes you human. You're setting an expectation. If you are too perfect, you're, you're going to have nothing but problems after the deal is closed. Okay. So things that I tell people, uh, I'm not politically correct, which I'm not. Uh, I say inappropriate things, which I do. And not in like a bad way. It's just my mind does not filter. So I tell people, I, I, I don't know how to sugarcoat. That's setting an expectation. I tell people, look, I have a slight form of ADD, which I do. I do have a slight form of ADD. The story is going to probably go sideways. So like in the conversation, people can be like, oh, okay, Scott set this expectation. He's not a perfect dude. He makes mistakes. Okay. But I'm not like, hey, I suck at a whole bunch of stuff. Like if you want to give me advanced calculus, I can't do that. If you want me to spell words with 27 syllables, I can't do that. I'm just lightly pushing, lightly having a conversation of things that I'm not good at. So, I'll joke around and say, hey, just so you know, there's a couple of things I'm not good at. One, I don't have a sugar coat. Ha, ha, ha. People think it's funny, just so you know. Two, I've got a slight form of ADD. And then three, what you need to know is like I am the king of crushing tacos. Like if you got some Al Pastor tacos or some barbacoa, I'm in. I'm in. And it usually gets people to laugh. It usually reduces some tension. It's like you can do two things that you're not good at and one thing that's funny. Hashtag Scott loves tacos, right? So like, it's unexpected. It's kind of out of out of the left field. They just like, oh, okay, okay. I don't know if I necessarily think that it's funny, but you you definitely have like a little bit of different in you, okay? Because I don't want to be like every other salesperson. I want to be completely different than them. So this comes down to you can you can make sure that people know that what you're going to do is unexpected. That is setting an expectation. Because if people are like, I don't know what he's going to say or what he's going to do. That's part of a prime. And prime, a prime is important. A prime is something I learned about like 2006, 2007. And what it is, it's a word, it's a phrase, it's a color, it's a picture. It is a number. 
It could be any of those things. It could be an emotion. There's like seven or eight different things that a prime can be. Everybody always wants to talk about numbers. Numbers are good. Numbers are great. But you can prime. You, you can tell people what to expect in a different way. So a prime could be, if you have a product that sells for $10,000, you can use like a number, like a million. So you meet with your buyer and you know that you're going to ask him for $10,000. You can say, look, look, I've been doing this for a long time and it feels like I've done it a million times. You've got a number in the timeline. And if you want to see a really good example of this, uh, Will Smith made this movie 2015 called Focus. And there is a gambling scene where he breaks down what priming is absolutely perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. Priming is explained in that movie. So you can prime. You can you can use larger numbers. You could use words. You can use ideas. One of the coolest things you could do to prime is you can use pictures of people smiling. Believe it or not, you are setting an expectation. You can use testimonials, right? Testimonials are a prime. Testimonials and, and, and that type of explanation, like you're showing somebody what is going to happen. And like, please just don't walk into a sales call, sit down and be like, let me show you some testimonials. No, that would be silly. That would be a mistake. That's not the way that you do it. Don't be silly. You can set an agenda. You can give a time breakdown. Here's what to expect. So for the first 10 or 15 minutes, I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to talk about your concerns, what you have going on. And then 15 minutes after that, we'll probably go over a brief presentation. And after that, I'll open up for questions. Okay. Super generic, not necessarily the way that I would do it. So if you're like, Scott, I don't like the way you explain that. Simmer down, simmer down. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people just get really too uptight with podcast episodes. You can say things in, in future pace. You know, you're going to really like this you're going to love this. I'm here to help you out. Those types of phrases. I'm here to help you out. You're going to love this. You're going to like this. And once again, when, when we do this, not if, take the if out, give some definite, definite direction. When we do this, you're going to be happy. All right. So let's move to the middle of the call, middle of the call mistakes, not setting time into the future, not pointing a dot on the horizon and saying, here's some direction that we can go. And then not explaining why the competition in generic terms is doing stupid things. You want to know why blank happens? Yeah, I do. That's because they do this. It's a bear trap. I talk all about bear traps in episode number 158 of the How to Sell show. Pretty cool episode. Things that you can do. You can future pace the sale when we do this. When this gets installed. When this gets delivered. When you pick it up. When you wear this. When you drive this. You're going you're gonna to set some expect, expectations. Here's what people are going to do. They're going to look at you. They're going to come to you. They're going to say these things. They're going to interact in a way with you. You're telling somebody literally what to expect for the future. Just so they know. You can push the price more than what's expected. So, you know, Chris Voss has got an amazing YouTube channel. Chris Voss wrote uh, Never Split the Difference. And his son, Brandon, put out some really good content frequently. And so one of the things that they talk about is going to a hotel and going to the counter. I'm like, you know what? You're not going to like me. You're, you're going to think that I'm the biggest piece of garbage there is on the planet. And I'm just here to try to get something for free. You're not going to like what I'm going to ask you for. Like you, you are taking, you are doing a future pace. You're also doing a prime and you're creating an emotional spike. You know, you can create some emotional spikes around your product or service. 
If you're brand new to sales, like in this your first month, I wouldn't recommend that you do this. If you've been around for a while, by all means, jump into it. But if you're like, I'm brand new, Scott, nope, don't do this. Don't do this. It takes a little bit of effort on your part to pull it off. Yes, I've seen the videos. Yes, I've watched them. Yes, I know how to do it. But I'm just saying, get your script down first before you do this, okay? Not talking about the budget. Oh my goodness. Setting the expectation about talking about money is a huge thing. And I probably should have put this up in the beginning too. So if if you look at sales, there's three pools of information that you need. Three different things, three different types of information that you need, okay? In the first pool, you need a pain, a problem, or a risk. I'm also going to put a pleasure. You need a pain, problem, risk, or pleasure. Those are the four things, four reasons why somebody is going to buy something. They're going to make a purchase, okay? Next, you need a budget. And on third, you need a commitment. That they want to do something, that they want to buy something, that they want to fix their pain, their problem, their risk, or their pleasure. So when I work with salespeople and they call me and they're like, Scott, I'm struggling. I'm like, tell me about your last call. And they tell me, I'm like, okay, first, what was their pain, their problem, their risk, or their pleasure that they were seeking? And they're like, uh, you know, they wanted to fix this problem. I'm like, great. What was their budget? And this person's like, I don't know. I go, okay, well, that's where your problem is. Like you're, you're, you're not getting to that expectation and figuring out what that budget is. And so if they do tell me the budget and I'm like, okay, where well, were they committed to solving it? Do you flat out ask your buyer, are you committed to solving this problem? How committed are you to solving this problem? You know, if someone's like, eh, I'm not really committed, like that may be a tougher sale. Doesn't mean you can't close the deal. Doesn't mean you can't build some momentum in the process. It just means that you're going to have to put in some work. When you have this conversation, you're... Salespeople struggle by not taking the buyer through the rainbow. What I mean by that is take them from start to finish. And so they miss out in the middle. They don't explain. Like sometimes when I talk to to business owners, I'm like, look, here's the thing. You're only looking at one end of the rainbow. We got to talk about the other side of the rainbow. We got to get you to the other side of the rainbow. You're here right now. Here's your pain, your problem, your risk, or the pleasure that you're seeking. In the middle is your budget. At the end is your commitment. I got to get you across the finish line. I got to get you to the next level. And you've got to be, you got to want that. I can't want it more than you. Literally, words words that I say to buyers. I can't want this more than you. You have to want this more than me. So you're going to have to make some decisions. Now, is it how you would say it? I don't know. You could. I'm not knocking you. But like sometimes people will listen. They're like, hey, Scott, I wouldn't say it that way. Well, you're good. Don't say it that way. Say it how you would say it. You're just, you're getting one view of my version of my recipe, okay? And I really think that's important. I think that's an important thing for you to realize that I'm giving you my version of spaghetti. (laughs) You know, I got some noodles. I got some tomato sauce. I got some garlic. I got some brown sugar. Yes, I put brown sugar in my spaghetti when I make spaghetti, okay? So I may be giving you something. You're like, yeah, I don't really like that. I don't like brown sugar and spaghetti. Don't put it in there. Say it your way. Do it your way. End of the call. Mistakes. Oh my goodness, salespeople overpromise. And you're like, Scott, how does that setting an expectation? You're oversetting an expectation. You're creating a huge problem for yourself. You're creating a lot of issues. When you overset expectations, it's nothing but problems. It's nothing but issues. So please, please, please be careful to not do this. So, the end of the call. Next steps what's going to happen when the paperwork is signed? 
All right, we're going to get the agreement authorized, whatever way you want to sell it. Yes, I've been through Tommy Hopkins training. I know that, you know, you don't sign the paper, you don't sign the contract. You uh, authorize the agreement, whatever way he says. Okay, that's pretty much how he says it. Tell the story of the delivery of the installation. What are the people going to look like? What are they going to drive? How are they going to act? You're, you're literally telling the story. You're giving a movie trailer. If it's going to be shipped, what kind of box is it going to be in? What are you going to look for? If they're going to meet somebody, tell them about that person. Tell them what to expect about the person. You're going to love Bob. He is funny. Oh, you got to get his recipe for a steak, for a steak sauce. You're going to love Bob. He is amazing. He's got the best joke, right? Like that that expectation really helps. That That's one of the best things that you can do if they're going to meet another person, especially if there's a handoff. Explain how the office is going to reach out, how the warranty department's going to reach out, how things are going to be. You're painting the picture so that they don't have to think about it. They call you and they're upset and you're like, hey, remember we talked about this. They're like, oh yeah, you told me Bob's a funny guy and that he's got a really good uh, barbecue sauce recipe. Explain how financing works. When are the bills going to get there? Do they show up like 10 days after financing begins? Do they show up 30 days? Are they, are they going to get the bill in a pink envelope? Are they going to get something emailed to them? Make it really easy on them. Explain what happens when there is a problem. If you got warranties or guarantees, good. Congratulations. How are they used? I, I, I worked with this guy. I worked with this guy and he drove me up the wall, especially when I was a manager. And here's what he would do. There was a guarantee at the organization that if there was a problem in the first year and the heating and air system broke, that if the company was one minute late, one minute late, the homeowner would get a check for 500 bucks. And so like he would set a wild expectation. And, you know, I worked inside of a call center. I did sales training. I did all sorts of communications director stuff. And I would occasionally get these phone calls and people were like, hey, you know what? You guys, your company, the company you work for owes me 500 bucks. Like, okay, tell me what's going on. Well, you guys are a minute late. Like he overset that expectation. He he lived on closing deals through warranties and guarantees. That was that was his go-to move. He had a couple of them, but that was one of them. Okay. So explain what happens if if they if they if they do have a problem. How do you take care of it? How do you make it really cool and really easy? Let's say, for whatever reason, you didn't close the deal, because not everybody's a hundred percent closer. So explain the follow-up process. What are you going to do? How are you going to follow up? How are you going to make the phone call? You're going to get a letter in the mail. You're going to get an email. You're going to get a video from me. Explain the follow-up process. I typically call people within 72 hours of meeting with them. All right. Or I text. I, you know, is all right if I text you? I know somebody who's really good at closing deals. And what he'll do is when he, before he goes to a call, he'll text people. Hey, I'm on the way. And then when he's sitting at the table and they're like, hey, well, you know, we're not ready to move forward. Whatever thing they say, he's like, all right, well, can I just text you to follow up? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's what I do. He's setting the expectation and he's getting permission. So think of like expectation. Sometimes it's permission. You didn't close the deal. Paint the picture of the competition. But you like put, put this in parentheses. Go light. You know, you should have done this setting some bear traps early on in the sales process. If you, if you look, if you go too hard at this, you're going to look like a poor sport. You're going to look like you're just, eh, things didn't work out. Wah, 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 cry for you. So let's talk about fulfillment. Fulfillment. This is the last step. 
This is the mistakes, not explaining what's going to be done, not telling the buyer, the purchaser, the company, the organization, the person you met with, what is going to happen. And for you, you've got a couple of things that got to happen. You got to deliver what you promise. If you are over promising in sales, you're creating a ton of problems for yourself and you're not really telling the truth. And that's an issue. That's a, that's a big problem. And if there is a problem, fix it. I have this belief and this, this is my belief. So I can't tell you what to do. So please understand. I'm not pointing my finger at you going, you better listen to me. It's not like that. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. If, if you accept, this is what I think. If you accept commissions, you accept part of the responsibility to take care of your client. So at one point I worked with this guy, he would say something along the lines of it's my job to close the deal. It's your job to fix the problems. Guy wasn't a team player and it was really hard to work with him because all he cared about was let's close the deal, but he didn't care about the client at the end. He didn't, he didn't have a love for them. So working inside with Jay Abraham, one of the cool things that I've learned is preeminence and preeminence is all about loving your client. Preeminence is all about taking care of somebody and making sure that they're taken care of. And, you know, if, if you're going to be a preeminent person, and you're going to do the things that are going to make somebody happy. One of, one of the things you got to pay attention to is, is making sure to deliver what you promise. And if there is a problem, you help them out. Nobody wants to feel like they've been taken. Nobody wants to feel like they've been abused. Nobody wants to feel like all I was just a sale. I was just a commission check to you. Like the, one of the ways that you close deals is that you care, that you make sure that you take care of the people that you sell to. And sometimes people will say, Scott, my only goal in life is to make as much money as I can. Great. You go do that. You're going to burn some people out. You're going to create some problems for yourself. You'll make the money. Sure. You will. But you're not going to get referrals. You're you're not going to get people who give you good reviews. And you're like, Scott, I'm that guy and I get all that. Well, good. Good for you. But it's not normal. It's not the normal thing that happens. And so for you, what you need to know is you can set the expectations in sales for good and for bad. And you can make your life a whole lot easier when it comes to closing deals. And you don't have to fight so hard to make the deal happen. You're going to find that deals fall into your lap easier. People interact with you better. They're like, man, how did you know that? I was thinking about all these things. I really wanted these things done. Or I had some questions and the last guy that I talked to or the last girl that I talked to just wanted to talk to me about price. You're, you're going to be seen as more human, but just remember there's a yin, a yin and a yang. There's a pendulum. If you push on these things too hard, it's going to seem like you're overselling. And if you don't do them enough, then it's going to seem like you just, you're just there to, to give a presentation. So it's your job to set the expectation of what's going on. It's your job to explain in the beginning, the prime, you're going to love this. You're going to have fun with me today. You're going to like it. So there you go. Set the expectations in sales. Go out there and close some more deals. You got this. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.